Yes, hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. My name is Jay Clark, can't wait for round 19. What about this massive game, Essendon versus the Western Bulldogs? All eyes on Bailey Smith in that one. As I say, hello to Steve Johnson, of course, get 500 goals. It's a lot of snags, Stevie J for Geelong and GWS. How are you, mate? Uh, I'm very well, thanks, Jay. Good to be here. What about our new, well, it's not our new set. Our new set's being built, so yeah. this is our interim set. It's like Andrew McWalter. So they're saying that the, the renovation will take a week. What, what's that normally mean in, in builder's terms? <laughs> it's going to be four. ready by maybe the start of the finals. Uh, he's kicked 500 snags. He's just been eating snags ever since he retired. <laughs> hey, listen, the, the, the Matildas, everything's yes. about soccer at the moment. I love it. I can't wait for it. I'm going to watch every game, yeah. but I thought we'd start on a bit of a soccer theme. So Ooh. this is Lionel Messi arriving at into Miami during the week. Now, this is in Los Angeles, uh, in Miami. This is oh. rain-soaked. It is. There are... At least 200,000 people in the streets. Everything's going yeah. well. It is raining. Even David Beckham arrived. This is what you call an arrival. There's the great man there, David Beckham, on yeah. the right. Lionel Messi, the Huge. world's best player yeah. in the rain. Maybe a little bit over the top saying 200,000. Yeah. Maybe there was 50. It's not a game. That's just an intro. That's just right. that's just the intro. To that's, say g'day. He's not even playing. Yeah. Wow. Well, wow. I went back through the archives when you changed clubs <laughs> and you <laughs> arriving at GWS. Let's have a look at Stevie. This is a first day as he writes at GWS. He's in some sort of... Here comes a lap. Here comes a lap of honour with Callan Ward. Stevie J. Look at all the fans out there, wherever, that, wherever the hell that is. Stevie, what an entrance that was. <laughs> Such a great career up at the Giants. Very good. It's <laughs> oh, amazing you've been able to dig up that kind of footage. So what happened? Where'd you get that from? I got, I got my sources. Uh, did, that, did that feel as awkward as it looks, Stevie? <laughs> yeah, I think it was a promotion for Toyo Tyres. Yeah. Uh, and you tyres out of it yeah. anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. I like that, Brownie. Very nice work. Hey, you brought a new segment to the table a couple of weeks ago, and it was so good. We're going to give it another go. It is bacon or the egg. And I'm going to start it. Uh, I thought we had, well, thought we had a stinger with a little bacon and egg no. sizzle. In fact, it's so good. We're just going to get straight into it. Um, Explain the segment. Right. Okay. So bacon, as you put it, is, is sort of tough. Invested. Tough and magnificent. Well, it's invested, so you're the bacon, you're the pig part of the bacon. You're getting killed for your your problem. You're going into that bacon and egg as right. the main part. You are committed. Right. The egg, a little bit better looking, a little bit the outside, not as invested as what the bacon All right. is. All right, but okay. at the same time, still very important to their team. Yes, okay. My bacon is Braden Maynard. Now, the Collingwood uh, tough man, we know he's playing with a uh, shoulder injury. Fellas, we saw him in the win against Fremantle. Had one arm basically hanging down the side. It was could only tackle with, with his other arm. Very sore, but he's tough and brave and courageous, and we love you, Braden Maynard. Did, did I go with Braden Maynard two weeks ago? Not sure we're going to have to. Uh, I would have remembered it. Really, two weeks ago. That might be a double double side of bacon. He's he's the <laughs> double bacon. The double bacon. The egg. Um, my egg is Fremantle, right? Because Nick Dacos, we know how good a player he is. No one with it went within an inch of him uh, or twenty meters of him in that opening quarter against the Dockers. He get to run around and do whatever he wants. I think you got to set the tone against Nick Dacos and take him on early. So my egg is Fremantle, who have been the biggest disappointments of the season. I'm going to look at Hawthorne. Both mine come from Hawthorne, so I think they're building. 
I think they're going to come up the ladder really quickly, Hawthorne, over the next couple of years. They've got Lewis, they've got uh, Will Day. But this man, uh, John Newcomb, yes. I think he is the bacon. I think he is heart and soul. If you want a job done, you tell him, go in, put your head over the football. Mm -hmm. He's going to do it every day of the week. You yep. know what you're going to get Hardly. from Newcomb. So not as talented as what other players are, but yep. John Newcomb, outstanding. He is the bacon. Yep. He is committed to that cause. Yep. And then we've got the egg. And I love this man. I love the way he plays. I love watching him play. But Chad Wingard, mm -hmm. he's more your egg. He's mm -hmm. the outside. He's not... When things aren't going well, I don't think Chad Wingard goes well. When the club is flying, mm -hmm. I think you can see Chad Wingard apply his trade. Wonderful play. You need these players. Did you say downhill ski? I didn't say that. You said, said that. I said ski. You said that. Yeah. Okay. It's hard to go uphill. But, uh, <laughs> and Chad wouldn't go uphill. But downhill skiing, he might be a downhill skier. But Good. when he needs to, yep. when the engines get rowing, he's good. But when it's a bit tough... Yeah. Chad, not so good. I don't think he'd be at Hawthorne next year. You go, Steve. Righto, Jay. So my bacon yep. is, I like Joe Newcomb, but my bacon is Tommy Atkins for Geelong. Yes. Oh, so yes. their engine room has really lifted, and Tommy Atkins mm -hmm. is a player. He's the new Joel Selwood for Geelong. Yes. Oh, right, he, big he's the player that's in there winning the contested footy. If he doesn't get his hands on the ball, huge tackling numbers, huge contested possession numbers. All right. So he, he has lifted yeah. and he has replaced Joel Selwood in there yeah. as uh, the barometer in that midfield that gets yeah. the job done. And my egg, Who's the egg, I've gone after a big name here. So, oh, yeah. oh, Patrick what? Dangerfield. Wow. Now, I'm just saying that if, if you're comparing the two, Ooh. I'm taking Atkins as the bacon, slightly over Dangerfield, who's been a Brownlow medalist, been an absolute superstar, mm. still invested, but not quite... Uh, getting the job done as well as Tommy Atkins is in there for Geelong. Gee okay. whiz, coming from Geelong did royalty. Did you get the idea of the segment right? Yeah. I did. Yeah. So is the egg, the, the periphery. So, the, so the, if the... you were to look at uh, their last three weeks, those two players, Tommy Atkins has had 12 tackles, Dangerfield won last week. The week before that, Tommy Atkins has 11 tackles, Dangerfield has won. And nice. the week before that, Tommy Atkins, wow. 14 tackles. We're going to have to... Dangerfield 8. We're going to have to... Dangers, that. Dangers the egg. That, that yep. is big. Um, big name players, I like it. And we're going to have to... You seem to be lost. Pardon? Keep going. Okay. No, um, fantastic, Stevie J. I really like that. We have to get to... Uh, are you sure? <laughs> And because Stevie took up so much time, we're going to have to go quick with this. Yep. Uh, so, Nathan Brown, are you sure the Saints are going backwards like Kane Corn says in 2020? No, they haven't. Uh, I think they've gone forwards. Uh, we've just heard about Nick Rewalt with the training standards. I don't know what their training standards are, so I can't comment on that. But I think they've gone forward. Stevie J, are you sure Patrick Cripps has been the number one, a number two player in the competition behind Nick Dacos over the past month? He's certainly in the conversation, Jay. Uh, mm -hmm. He's really lifted um, their midfield, their clearance work. That's mm -hmm. why they've been scoring very heav heavily through their midfield. Brownie, are you sure the call to dump Brody Grundy was the right one? I think it was tough. Uh, tough, but you need, you need to make the hard decisions, and that was the right one. Max Gorn won that game for Stevie him. Stevie J, are you sure Zach Merritt would be embarrassed by his staging incident? Yeah, he deserved the, the fine that he got, Jay. I like it. Brownie, are you sure the Hawks are ahead of North Melbourne in the rebuild race? Way ahead. Way ahead. Ooh. And they've got a new age coach who I think is going to be a genius when he does get the players under him he needs. There's a few players that Hawthorne Football Club are going to Sprout wings over the next couple of years. I'm bullish on the Hawks. Sprout wings. Love mm. to see that. Hey, Stevie J. Um, we're critical of Adam Simpson when they got smashed by Sydney. 171 points. Um, are you sure 
He hasn't helped turn this West Coast ship around over the past three weeks, been more competitive. No, they were competitive against the Saints three weeks ago, lost by about eight points, but since then they've still uh, lost by some big margins, so they've got a lot of work to do. Jury's out from Stevie J. Hey, Brownie, are you sure Tom DeConing has the biggest opportunity of his career to step up in the absence of Harry Mackay, Carlton? You'd love him too, but I just want him to play good football. I don't think, you wouldn't look at it as an opportunity to shine, you just look at it as an opportunity to get the job done for your team. And Stevie J, last one, are you sure Shibo Bolton is the Tigers' best player. I am sure of that. He's uh, he's worked through the middle of the ground, then he pushes forward. He's dangerous. He hits the scoreboard. Uh, missed some opportunities on the weekend, but he's the most dangerous player for Richmond. What about Shay Bolton? Shy Bolton. Yeah. Is it Shay or Shy? Yeah, it's rhymes with my name, Shay. I've had that. I've made that mistake before. That's very good, Bean. Are you sure? <laughs> Yes, very good, boys. I like that. Now, Collingwood, massive story at the moment. They always are, let's be honest, but playing fantastic football. How do you take down the red-hot premiership favourites? Well, let's discuss it next on In My Opinion. <clears throat> And I'm going to take it off the top here, guys. We said Collingwood versus Port Adelaide, uh, the game of the year. Collingwood looked like the team to beat for the Premiership. Is that right? Right. right. So every club is talking about exactly this. How do you stop the mighty Magpies? I've come up with a three-point plan. Be surprised if every club basically doesn't adopt this what as a... Uh, this, this is good. Yeah, football yeah, analysis. Right. Tommy well, Hafey himself. Oh, oh. I'm just trying to guide you and educate you, Stevie. It's fair to say. Now, this is the first one. Most important thing is to own the corridor against Collingwood. Now, there was a situation last week against Scott Pendlebury got the ball on the back flank. He didn't even look outside to the wing. He turned his body and just looked inside. They dominate the corridor, much like Geelong did with the Geelong Highway back in your, day, your days. So your defensive setup has to absolutely guard and block the corridor because that is how they score the Magpies. Right, point number two. You've got to have a mobile defence because Collingwood's forward line, Brownie, isn't your typical, you know, man-mountain, bear-in-the-square, kick to a traditional... Big John Brown style. I agree with that. I agree with that. Check's probably their key position, most targeted player inside 50. And he's 192, right? So their second is uh, Jamie Elliott. What is he, 178? And then Bobby Hill is 175. Like, that's my... They're my size, right? So they kick their goals at ground level and they're mobile. So you don't have big, tall, clunky defenders. Alex Johnson's pretty athletic. Yes, and he can uh, play above his height, right? But you've got to have a mobile defence, not your traditional uh, defensive setup. Now, your point number three... And Sydney is the only club who has tried this, and that is to stop Nick Dacos. Now, we mentioned before, Fremantle let Nick Dacos do whatever he wants. Now, there is no way in the world Ken Hinckley and Port Adelaide let Nick Dacos run around doing whatever he, whatever he wants. It has to be a hard day at the office for Nick Dacos uh, for you to overcome uh, Collingwood. What do you think? That's a three-point plan to, to uh, stop the Magpies. Do you agree with that? I think one of the most... Imp- uh, very good analysis, Jay. But I, I like think it. you've got to stop yep. their handball chain as much as anything. How do you um, do that? Well, you either got to really press forward and, and try and and try and um, turn it over early when once they start going into that handball chain, or sit back and make them kick the ball mm-hmm. um, and try and turn over that way because some teams make the error they sort of get in two minds. So the handball chain is really important. I think the Dacos one, uh, that's more of a, a team approach from the opposition. The, the whole team's got to go after him every time they get a chance to tackle him, mm-hmm. make him make him earn every single possession because I think if you single handedly try 
try and tag him. They'll give him the ball with half a metre. He's too hard to stop. I do like the mobile defence. I like that idea. Who do you leave out, though, if they've been doing a great job? Is it horses for courses? Mm. So it is a good plan. Stop Dacos at all costs. He's doing things that no other player has done for uh, as, as long as we've been playing the game at the moment at that age. So you do have to stop him. But I tell you what, Jay, Kenny Hinckley's phone would be ringing off the hook right now. They would be ringing him going, have you seen yes, the back pocket? Yes. We have got a plan to stop <laughs> Collingwood today and we will implement that. Chad hang Corns on. has been ringing, Kenny, yeah. you've got to get this. You've got to get Jay Clark's idea on the go. Kenny watches the show. Yes. He's yeah. actually texted me a couple of times saying right? I, love, I love the uh, in the back pocket. Yeah, well, he's actually caught. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you later, mate. It'll be fine. So he's, he's already called One me. joke too yeah, far. Okay, too many. All right, that has been, uh, in my opinion... <clears throat> yeah, let's get stuck straight into that game. Port Adelaide versus Collingwood. Stevie, um, earlier in the season, Port Adelaide trailed to the MCG and got an absolute toweling from the Magpies. Can they turn the tables? Well, last week they were a little bit unsettled with seven changes, so mm. maybe they get a couple of players back. Their defence was a little bit shaky. But I reckon the atmosphere at this ground on the weekend would be you mm. know, unbelievable. Um, with the Never Terrace apart, there won't be an empty seat in the house. Yep. Collingwood coming to town. Um, I think Port Adelaide can respond. Uh, particularly at home, but it'll be a huge challenge against Collingwood, Nathan. The challenge is to play the game in their half of the ground, and it's always the challenge against Collingwood because their forward line sets up similar to what Carlton did Port Adelaide last week because they're undermanned in their defensive end at the moment. You don't want to get the ball in Collingwood's half of the ground too often. So big game for Butters, whose injury concerns at the moment. Rosie's been outstanding. Dan Houston's had a really good month as well, but it's the players underneath that. It's the other players that roll through that midfield wing positions that they need to lift. So Collingwood bat so deep. They bat, Oleg Markov was probably their 22nd man in. What about his last month? It's been outstanding. So Port Adelaide's last man or the 22nd, 23rd man have got to be just as good as what Oleg Markov's going to do. Game played in their half of the ground. Easier said than done, but... Kenny's been on the phone. He likes your setup. He does, and Isaac Quain all flying too. Tell us about quickly Jeremy Finlayson. You've seen him up uh, close, uh, yeah, having a great season. He's had a fantastic year, and he's had some um, things that may have taken his mind off the job, uh, off the field, mm-hmm. some some important family issues. But he's been able to uh, focus, and his football has been incredible. He's one of the most talented players I've ever come across, actually, in my time in footy. Skillful for a big man, right? Another big game coming up next. We'll get to this in a little bit. It's the West. Bulldogs versus Essendon. Stevie J is going to give us some story time about his first game against Brisbane Lions and Chris Scott, his former coach. This is In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Yes, welcome back to In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. Massive Friday night game, of course. Essendon versus the Western Bulldogs. Both sides been a little bit up and down, uh, Brownie. What way do you see this going? Well, Essendon haven't been able to handle tall fours this year. They've only won one game against sides in the top eight. That's true. So I look at that and I go, big opportunity for Aaron Norton, who's yes. back in good form. His last two, Actually, his last three to four weeks have been okay. Better. Jamara, up until last week, he was down last week, has been their best forward. Sam Darcy obviously goes out. Rory Lott out of the team the week before that. But there's a big opportunity now to get a hold of Essendon. If they get enough ball through the midfield, which I think they do, they dominate the midfield. How they lost that game to Sydney last week is beyond me. Yep. Uh, but their forward line didn't work. So if it doesn't work again this week, I'll be saying the same thing. But against the Bombers, I feel like Aaron Norton and Jamara, big games. The crux of the game is in the Bulldogs forward 50. So they'll both get enough ball either end. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's Aaron Norton, Jamara. Like Hasn't left me a lot to say after that analysis, Nate, but um, 
I think the Bont and Liber, the the Liber have been in terrific form. So I think they'll get their fair share of ball in their front half to give the likes of uh, Norton and Hugel Hagen a, a chance. Yeah. Um, and Zerk Thatcher, I know he had some problems against Tom Hawkins with mm-hmm. the strength last week, and that's mm-hmm. why Hawk dominated that game of footy, but it was also some of the lead-ups. And that's where Hugel Hagen will be extremely dangerous. So the winner of this stays inside the top eight. The loser will fall out. The cameras will be focused on Bailey Smith and where he plays and how productive he is because he's very quiet last start, bit bit sick and then comes back. Where would you be playing him? What if he start what if he starts on the half forward flank again? Well, if he starts on a half forward flank, he normally comes up around the stoppages and then tries to push forward and hit the scoreboard. So but okay I, I think he no, I think he's a natural winger. With his work rate, getting up and back, yeah. getting in the footy in his hands, taking the ball off the line as much as you can and bringing him into the game, I think that's his best position. Right, speaking of outstanding young players, uh, Geelong versus Brisbane, this round as well, Stevie, and we have got some <laughs> footage. Look at you. Fresh face. Baby oh, you. face. Yeah, so that was my first game. Here he goes. You'll pick this up. No, oh, no, big Mel oh, Welker's oh, coming. Oh, oh, fumble. <laughs> Get it in. Oh, no, fumble again. Is a footy or a cake oh. and Tackles me. Off the ball. Here we go. This kick. is for you. Oh, no. Oh, no, no one's jumping oh, over Darrell White, are they? Yeah, no, especially. No, that was round <laughs> six, 2002. Both James Kelly and I were playing our first games. Ablett and Bartell playing their six games. The Lions had won 22 straight, mm. and they were coming back home after their first loss. And mm. uh, our, our young team went up there and got smashed by 10 goals. And mm. um, I played on Chris Scott that day. And uh, the first words he said to me when he took me at the opening bounds, stood next to me on on my right shoulder and said, if you go near the ball today, I am going to kill you. (laughs) Oh, wow-wee, strong. That's what he said. What did you say back to him? I didn't say anything. I thought I'd try and just lead by my actions. But we end up fighting each other all day and oh, uh, right. end up with 13 touches and a Joe the Goose for my first thought goal. Peter Accardi gave me a nice little Joe the Goose, which uh, I couldn't miss. Thought you'd scare him with silence, did you? <laughs> silence. Oh, we, no. I didn't take a backward step, no. Don't did he that. take the points in that one? or? Uh, 13 and 1, you'd probably say. Yeah. They won by 10 goals. Pretty even. He got me early on in my career mm. uh, a couple of times, and then later on in hit the twilight of his career, yeah, I, I got a couple back on him. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yes. Which I reminded him of nice. uh, a few times when he became a coach. And have you, have, you, have you told him, you've gone back to him, broached the subject about your first game, you said you tried to kill you? Uh, I think I did. Okay. I think I did, but uh, it was all good. All right, what happens in this one, guys? Uh, Geelong versus Brisbane. High stakes for both sides, really. The Lions choked last week against the Demons. Those last seven minutes were putrid. Uh, Brownie, you giving them an, ex- an out for that? They did, but I saw enough of Brisbane last week at the MCG to feel like they can compete with the best at the MCG. You're a glass half full guy. Absolutely. So Melbourne couldn't move the ball. They were 25 points up and then they tried to save the game early. They'll learn from that and they'll realise that they're an attacking weapon and the best place is to kick a goal to put away the opposition. So I like the way they played at the MCG and I think they can build on that. Uh, they'll beat Geelong, uh, the only because they're playing at home. Uh, if it was in Geelong, I'd be tipping Geelong. Yep. But for me, Brisbane win this game. Much better at the Gabba. Uh, no Asaba Radigalia in this uh, Geelong back line, or certainly not last week, Stevie no. J. And that defence, am I crazy in thinking it's better without him? 
it is better because he's probably sits as the eighth best defender on their list. So they've got their back six really settled or seven defenders. He's just outside of that. There were some injuries where he got some opportunities. He looked good at certain stages, but he's just been squeezed out. And that back, back six is the reason why they can beat Brisbane at the Gabba because they're well settled in that area where Brisbane's been quite damaging. So I think Asava Radaglia at the end of the year, if he hasn't been given any more opportunity, he'll look elsewhere. But if they win this game against the Lions, everyone's going to be saying it's out of Collingwood and Geelong for the flag, I reckon. Yeah, it'll be a huge scalp if they can get that up. If he's not in their best 22, Asava Radagalea by finals time, Stevie J. Expect him to be in a Port Adelaide jump up for next season with your man, Kenny Hinkley. Right, coming up next on In The Back Pocket, we're going to have a look at the Giants and their unheralded defence in coach's office with Stevie J. And also Melbourne versus Adelaide. Max Gorn on fire in the ruck without Brody Grundy. That's coming up next on In The Back Pocket. Yes, time again for In The Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. We love going deep into the mind of Stevie J on In The Coach's Office. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's necessarily deep diving, but we're going to have a look at the Giants. Because <laughs> on, the form, on the form ladder, the Giants are one team that a lot of the opposition teams don't, or the top teams don't want to be coming up against right at the moment. I want to show you a closer look at why uh, they have improved so dramatically. Oh, yes. So if you look at round 7 to 13, the opposition scoring efficiency was at 49.3%, which is almost uh, a score uh, every second entry going inside. From round 14, around 18 it's dropped down to 31.1% which yeah. is unbelievable that's great Big defense shift. and mm -hmm. I'll show you the next graphic and one particular reason why Sam Taylor mm -hmm. didn't play through that first period he was out with a hamstring oh. he's come back in those stats there are incredible so his win-loss percentage in a 1v1 65.8% and only loses 7.9 so he is the key to their defense Fantastic. Jack Buckley, underrated. Connor Iden, he is a fantastic player. He's one of the most underrated players in the competition. Haynes has been out of form a little bit. Ash is getting better as a ball user, and I like Himmelberg down back. Jeez, those so, numbers for Nick Haynes are damning, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and I think uh, he, he got suspended, but I would have, I would have thought that um, he was probably on his way out of the team right at that well, they pushed him up to the wing, as you and, mentioned, um, Yeah, they did push him up to the wing. I can't see Phil Davis playing another game for no. the Giants. I think his career's over, and yep. he's going to battle out the rest of the season in the VFL, if not retire earlier. But um, Sam Taylor, one yep. of the key reasons why the Giants are going the way they are. It's a low-profile back six, other than Sam Taylor. I mean, half these guys walk down Chapel Street probably wouldn't recognise them, to be honest. But doing fantastic things, and congratulations to Adam Kingsley. Well done, Stevie. That has been in the coach's office. Now, Brownie, we like that sometimes you come up with some weird stuff. And I, was, I feel like this is another It example. is a bit weird. But I was driving out to the airport the other day and personalised number plates. So I had a, a kid that played at uh, Richmond, got drafted number seven or eight, Danny Meyer. He turned mm. up from Adelaide. He had the hotted up hold and his, his number plate was H with an H, so hate. Mm. H. L O S N, losing, hate losing, which was which was funny, right? <laughs> which was funny. It was just, it was just a strange one to have. Um, and then I was driving out the airport the other day, and uh, I saw this car. It cut me off actually, uh, and it was a big. Um, it had this one, pig, 
for VB. So I just uh, basically thought that <laughs> this, is a, this is a bargain. So he's a pig for VB. He loves his VB, obviously, right. young man. So cut me off. Um, so, g'day there, there, if you are that <laughs> owner of that car. But I thought on the back of that, I could make up a couple of number plates for you two. Go on. Uh, some personalised number plates. So, Jay, yeah. we're going to go you first. No, and this is your number plate. Go on. Zorowski. <laughs> so many people don't know that yes. Jay Clark is your name right now. But you yeah. changed your family <laughs> name did. from Zamorski. Yes. And... Uh, uh, you were just so embarrassed about the name that you had. You thought you weren't going to get a gig anywhere. Yes. So you changed that. So I thought, go back to your roots, get Zamorski yes. back on the number plate, <laughs> and that will suit you very well. Zamorski, Zamorski, whatever it was. It's, it's it's a tough one. Very good. Okay. And now, Stevie, I know you've been confused with this guy before on the Sunday footy show, but I thought you could be Stewie Jew. Why? <laughs> because TJ once interviewed Stevie J, oh, and yes. he goes, that's Stewie Jew. No, oh. it's not Stevie J. Actually, it's Stewie Jew. Yes. So I thought you could. Well, he looks TJ is just clearly a smart ass. Why All right, not, not many people call him out, mm. but I'm happy, dude. TJ yeah. is a smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he compare you with Stewie Jew? I don't get it. I'm not too sure. He's Maybe, made, he reckons he made a mistake. Can you join the dots on this brand? <laughs> you want to get the rig out? I'll show you that it's pretty, <laughs> oh, going pretty it's, well at the minute. Oh, you think it's, it's looking good? I actually found a number plate the other day. Uh, I was in the passenger seat, obviously, but I uh, was able to take this photo of a nice Mercedes so Benz who's there. That? Well, I was kind of thinking, I'm going to I'm going to go up beside this car. This could be Nick Nick Dacos, or it could be Peter. It could, could be Peter. I reckon that number plate in Melbourne right at the moment. That's the hottest number plate in town. What do you reckon it'd be worth for someone to go and buy that? If Nick Dacos wanted that number plate, well, what would he have to Three, pay? Three four hundred bucks. Three or four hundred bucks. What do you think? Ten grand. I, I reckon that's worth about fifty thousand. What? Yeah. Why? Because it's a Nick Dacos so, well, thing. It's, a, it's about three appearances for Nick Dacos. Get the 35, rock up, here he is. Three appearances? Because it's a Dacos thing. Peter's right, there, good. involved in the appearance yeah, as well. Peter, don't worry. <laughs> Peter's, Peter's getting his sleep. I want some more number plates from you, Brandy. I like that. Now, as I said, you come up with some weird ideas. You come up with some outstanding segment ideas. And this is another one of yours. It's called Pull Your Head In. Brand new segment, it's all about content here and we are providing it. So we've lost the Commonwealth <laughs> Games, we're four billion overdue. So it's not so much Dan Andrews to pull your head in, I think that's a given, mm. but it's the fact that we've voted for him time and time again. Mm. I've been voted for him, so there's a lot of people out there Who? voting for him. So the greenies, whatever, whoever's mm. keeping this man in power, <laughs> pull your head in. Mm. He okay. lived over the back fence for me growing up, Nath. I said eight Dan off. Andrews I said, did. Dan Andrews, his old man and my old man were very good mates, but right. Dan's a bit different. But I said eight, <laughs> I said eight hines from my from my back at patio, or back lawn, at Dan's house, trying mm. to land him on his roof. Right. Anyway, that's... Uh, so you you're the problem. That's where he's got yeah. issues from all the way back then. Yeah, angry. Yeah, back then. What do you mean so, he's a bit different? When you say he's a bit different, what do you mean? Well, a politician. They're all a bit different. <laughs> right, okay. My pull your head in yes. is for young Morris Rioli here. So he's been yeah. handed the phone. The coach wants nah. to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Nah, buzz off, he says to Andrew McWalter. So how do you reckon that would go down? Imagine you okay. handing me the phone, right? You're yep. on the bench. Yeah, bomber. And you're, 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 on. No, you're yeah. on the bench. Bomber's on the line. Bomber's on the line. No, bomber, buzz off. How would that go down? I tell you what, I would be in, he'd be punching me in the head. <laughs> Luke Beveridge style. Luke Beveridge, he'd break his wrist. Uh, yeah, speaking of Luke Beveridge, that's who I think needs to pull his head in. The Western Bulldogs senior coach. I think the 1980s have called Bevo and they want their coaching tactics back. That's right. Smacking the whiteboard and breaking your hand, Brownie. That's not going to resonate no, with a young group not. of teenagers, etc. That's old school. We're all about the Craig McRae style now. We're playing a fiddle like the Pied Piper and hugging and holding hands and cuddling and, you know, yeah. singing 
John Noble, um, happy birthday. So we're all cuddly, feely, softy, lovey. Every we're not, we're now and now you got to give a clip out. Really? You've got to give a clip every now and again. We're getting too soft. Coach. We've got a tin, tin shed above our coaching um, spot in Yarrawonga. Yeah. I nearly put a hole through the top of it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? The players can hear it from, from the other side of the ground. Steve, when I, hit, when I hit the top, you the, do it for effect. the tin, Just a really they know that I'm shot not over. Hey, Speaking of the 80s, let's go to the 90s, the patchwork oh. quilt. Pull your head in. Not Ben Dixon, but Ben Dixon's shirt. And have a look at this one. This is your patchwork quilt yeah. shop. And uh, I'm just not sure about the shirt, but I love your work, Dicko. Mm. Geez, you're really soft on that one. Yeah, yeah. really <laughs> soft on that one. Okay. A quick little pull your yeah. head in is for Nathan. So I mm. call uh, the footy at Triple M with him, as you know, yes. on the weekend. Uh, he's calling Jack Siebel, who's played uh, 14 seasons, club captain, 290 games. We know yeah. Jack. You're calling him Zach Jeebel. Yeah, You've done it about three times, Nathan. <laughs> you need Jable. to pull your head in. You're one of the most uh, highly regarded commentators in the business. Pull mm. your head in, get the names okay. right. Okay, I'll, Great I'll work on that, Stephen. Well done, Brownie. Love the idea. That has been a Pull Your Head In. Yes, well done, fellas. I like that. Nice laughs there, Brownie. Yep. Hey, uh, let's get on to this game. Melbourne versus Adelaide. Huge focus on the Demons. Clearly brought in Brody Grundy um, as part of a ruck pair plan, uh, Stevie J. Now going back uh, to Max Gorn. Is this the right look for the Ds? Yeah, I like the uh, the call from Simon Goodwin. I think the good teams are not afraid to make the hard calls. Mm-hmm. Um Look, he may still have a part to play later on in the year. They've sent him to the VFL to work on his Ford, Ford craft. Some say that he's not capable of that, but um, certainly there, Max Gorn performed uh, much better taking on the full-time ruck duties. I liked it like when Gorn rucks and then sort of sits behind the ball and yeah. intercepts. So it was a right call and... Um, you know, you've got to win every game possible what's in front of you to so pick your best team. Brandy, question for you. Do, can, do you trust the Crows on the road? Not at the moment, no. no they are poor against Essendon uh, last week, but then the week before that they played Collingwood at the MCG and they were really good. Apart from Jordan Dawson not getting a free kick, they could have won that game. Yep. So they played fantastic footy. Mm-hmm. Can they replicate that? Is it Marvel that hurts them? MCG. Mm-hmm. I give them half a chance because mm-hmm. they can move the ball so efficiently. But that forward line, which was so efficient, just showing signs of inconsistencies at the moment. Um, and they're on. Uh, it's a cliffhanger at the moment for Adelaide, whether this season is a waste or this season's got fruit to bear with it. So this game is huge. If they can win this game, mm-hmm. they play finals. Petrarca Ford, Stevie J, you like that? Do they stick with that? Who Ford, sorry? Petrarca. Petrarca, I think, yeah. You've been playing for a while. I, yeah, I didn't hear who you said, but um, I think he'll spend, like, the last two weeks where he's kicked four goals and had around 20 touches, uh, he's played 75% of his time forward. They've got to stick with it. Yep. He's the most dangerous player ahead of the ball yep. for them. If they're not then winning the midfield battle, we'll send him in there to yep. have an yep. impact. Viney Brayshaw still getting enough of the footy to yep. cover it. You are very good at the Brownlow medal. Nick Dacos, number one, is a Petrarca two at this stage for you? Yeah, Petrarca too, closely followed, maybe even even with Butters, and yep. Bont would be in there as well. Yeah, very good. Okay, um, $100 challenge. Um, how'd you go last week? Very stiff last week Ready. because your man, they subbed out, Scotty yes. Pendlebury. So uh, he had 11 touches at halftime, subbed out, so he would have got the 20. So mm. I call that a tick. Some of the others don't, but I, I, it's, a men- <laughs> it's a mental win for me. But that would have been a good one. And unfortunately, Adelaide for you couldn't get the job done late. Oh.
I could have cashed out on that one. Mm. I thought they were dead set certainty to win win that game late, but so I missed out on by one leg. You don't have to be dead to be stiff. Well, I'm behind week? at the moment, so I've had to invest a little bit bigger. So I need a win. And six, I think this is the biggest one I've gone for all year. Dan Houston had 42 last week or 41. I just want 20. Lockie Hunter's had 20 plus pretty much every game in the last 10. Max Gorn playing exclusively as a uh, midfielder, Ruckman. That's mm. where my value is. That's the biggest price. Mm-hmm. Jordan Dawson, 25 back at the MCG. Miller, geez, he's been good, hasn't he? Yep. And Bailey Scott had 34 last week. Bailey, I need 20. I reckon Miller is the best kick at St Kilda already. What are you doing with Stevie J? I wouldn't mind chucking Houston into my multi, but I'm going for a, a, a certainty here for me. So I think Peter Wright will kick the two goals. Zach oh. Merritt to have 25. Nick Martin, 20. And Bonapelli 20. Surely he gets 20. That pays $2.70. That's just money in the bank. Peter Wright me. hasn't been near it for three weeks, so he's <laughs> yeah, due. He, he he's three, due. He kicked three goals two weeks ago. Yeah, he's due. Mm. Well, he kicked one last week. He's got a, you know, they're going to kick a lot of goals this mm. week. He'll get two. Big West, two metre. West two metre defence. It'll be interesting. I think Sam Wiedemann would like two goals at the moment. Stevie J, you are the coach of the year, let's be honest. You're uh, Yarrawonga, <laughs> Yarrawonga Pigeons uh, coach. Can we have a look just at the ladder for the Ovens and Murray Football Ooh. League? And there you are, my friend, sitting pretty right up at the top over all Brent Wangaratta, Wang Rovers. Wangaratta's got a good percentage. Yeah. yeah, see, they won about eight on the trot until we got them by 0.2 weeks ago. But we're just, keeping, we're just keeping a lid on things at Yarrawonga. Yeah, don't I mean, get ahead of yourself, Stephen. Do you know what we're well, going to do, Brownie? We're going to get a microphone on him and a, yeah. and a camera up there, and we're just going to see the great man in work. We're going to just absorb well, I heard the spray he gave last week yep. was... Rodney Eid like, <laughs> like Rodney Eid like, tore, tore strips, strips off a few of them. No, it was off my runner, who was my, my best mate, Brendan Gamsey. He, he's he's on the headsets. Well, I said, don't take this player off. Don't take this player off. He just kicked the goal. We need off. him to win the game. He took him off, and I gave him one of the almighty sprays. The runner. Mm, soft anyway, target. Anyway, it's yeah, all right. Stevie. We caught up and had a beer after it. Well, he, he says that like when he gets really angry, he punches the roof in the yeah. shed. So we'll get a camera up there and see if uh, you really do that. Uh, Nathan Brown, Steve Johnson, you've been absolutely fantastic today. Thanks so much for joining us on In the Back Pocket, proudly brought to you by Sportsbet. We'll see you next week. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.